When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Mike. How you doing? What's up, man? Uh, nothing much. You've been doing all right? I'm good, man. Just hanging out, you know. That's good. Just living it up. So, yeah, nothing wrong with that. I just want to say welcome to the show. I'm glad to actually have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It, it's funny. Uh, Jennifer Brofer <laughs> uh, was like, oh, my God, Mike Perkins, you're on the show. And I was like, that's not me, but I would love to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm glad that, you know, I think it's actually funny. Because my friend, best friend is named Mike Perkins. Oh, so it wasn't even the comic book guy? Yeah, it's a comic book guy. Oh, that's the Mike Perkins comic book guy. Well, it's a different comic book guy, though. Uh, he's actually an independent artist and everything. Oh, located shit. in Mississippi. Yeah. So, so there's <laughs> another Mike Perkins does comics. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And then I'm a comic, but like talking comic. Uh, <laughs> man, this is like, what a world. <laughs> exactly but my friend mike perkins actually said this he goes you know what's funny i said what's that he goes the mike perkins you're about to interview he uh he's actually works at a casino and i work at a casino as a security guard no shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god so yeah most definitely a small world <laughs> so i think the mike perkins that you know is probably like a different timeline of me um and like I'm, I'm like the LA timeline uh, of what happened. This is like, this is like, dude. Doc Brown would have a field day on this shit. It would just be most definitely either that or uh, Barry Allen messed up the timeline. And there's like three Mike Perkins. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why is there three of them? Oh my god, this is insane. Exactly. But anyways, I just want to say welcome to the show, and I'm going to go on ahead and introduce you to everybody, and then from there, we'll go on and do the interview, and then after the interview part, we'll go on ahead and do our Goodfellas review. Sweet deal. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Mike Perkins with me. He's a comedian from Los Angeles, and he's also originally from New Jersey, so everyone's Welcome, Mike Perkins. Mike Perkins, say hello to everybody. What's up, guys? How's it going? Thanks for having me, and, man. Oh, anytime. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to come on anytime you want. Um, tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a I'm originally from Jersey, like we said. Uh, born and raised out of the beautiful state of New Jersey, and uh, I've been in LA now for six years. Uh, and I'm a stand up comedian. I do improv, and uh, I host my own talk show called Another Late Show Tonight. With uh, with Mike Perkins, which is which is me and not your buddy, but another buddy, or like you know, there's a bunch of Mike Perkins in the world now. Um, but it's cool. Like if I need a day off, I can just get one of them to come in and be like, "Wait, you're not Mike," and be like, "No, no, no, I am. I am Mike Perkins. This, this is me." It's like I'm the other Mike. <laughs> I'm the other Mike Perkins. It's like, there's another one. It's like yeah, there's like 17 now, um, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a comedian, and I uh, you know I live in LA and just you know doing the living the dream, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. And how long have you been doing a, being a comedian and everything? I'm just kind of curious about that. Uh, so, like, I've been, like, I went to school. I went to school for film, actually, too. Uh, 
I graduated with a radio, TV, and film degree at a Rowan University from uh, New Jersey. Any Jersey people listening? Um, and uh, I did, like, I always loved doing, like, comedy movies and, like, making, like, comedy videos and sketches and stuff. And uh, I actually produced a couple before I moved out uh, to L.A. Um, one called uh, Calendar Girl, which ended up turning into Miss December. Um, and another one called Mancation. Uh that was a cool one. That one we actually had Mike Starr. He was one of the guys in it. From Mike Starr was in Goodfellas, but he was actually he played uh, the boss that was in Mancation. So it was cool to talk to him, uh, you know, and been like, "What was Goodfellas like?" You know, or whatever. That's pretty cool, though. But yeah. what was it like working with him? Uh, it was cool. The one memory I have is like because my brother worked on the film with me, and he was uh, he was a script supervisor, and. You know, as a script supervisor, you got to, like, make sure everyone's reading their lines and stuff. And, like, at one point, we were doing this one scene, and my brother was just in sight of Mike Starr. So Mike's like, get this fucking guy away from me, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> and he's like, if I see you pull that script out, what the hell's going on? And then, like, my brother was so, like, nervous over it. But then what was so funny is Mike's like, listen, as a script supervisor, you got to be hidden. You got to be secret. Don't look at me because you're going to fuck me up. Because I know that you're looking at every single word I say, you know, or whatever, um, which was so fun. Because it was like, you know, my brother's first time being on set. And, like, I was still new to everything, too, you know. And uh, that, that's funny. It's just funny that, like, Mike Starr, like, <laughs> like reprimanded him being like, get the fuck out of my view. It was just, it was great. It was so funny. I can see everybody going, well, what was your favorite uh, memory? And your brother goes, I, I didn't really have a good time. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any memories. Goes, I don't want memories. Right and, th- <laughs> right, and then everybody looking at you. So, Mike, what was your favorite? Whenever my brother actually got ripped a new one by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the actor from Goodfellas. You can't buy comedy like that. Yeah, exactly. You can't do it. <laughs> the guy from Dumb and Dumber also. <laughs> it's like, no, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, but then I did that. And, like, I never really did stand up until, like, I did, like, a couple open mics. Uh, like in 2010, I did nope. I started doing open mics, and like I'd only do them like once a month or like once every month. Like I would just like I would do the mic and then video it and then show everyone like you know for a year like look I did stand up comedy. Look at this. This is great. Um, but yeah, then when I knew I was moving to LA in 2014, I started like getting back in. I'm like you know let me get back on stage a little bit and get my feet wet. And then uh, then when I came out here, I just hit the ground running. You know, just doing it been doing it constantly ever since so right it's like a drug pretty much it's just a rush having being on the stage and everything having the presence of everybody yeah exactly and and, you know i know like the hardest thing is to come up with material and everything especially if you're right behind somebody else as well yeah because you're like okay how am i going to top this guy because I don't know if I should do this now i think i need to go put this one up (laughs) or you know yeah I think that, I think that's one thing I learned in comedy is like um, as long as you like there's a lot of generic jokes like right now everyone's talking about the quarantine and stuff you know what I mean but like right as long as you have your own point of view on it and it's not like very generic like I, like it's hard to follow certain people like if they crush but like I always love that rush of like following someone that just like just tore the room down you know because like I know myself like I'm going to go up there and do my, like my own point of view, not on the same topics, but like I have my own stuff that I'm like, I'm going to ride that wave, you know? And plus I'm, I come from like, I, I graduated from UCB, uh, the upright citizens brigade with improv. Okay. And, um, 
I've been doing improv for six years also. So like, I love just kind of going into that, that element of improv like, is great. I'll, oh, I'll tell yeah. you that. I love it. Yeah. And like, and that's where I think like you kind of adapt to like, you know, how the crowd, like if someone kills in front, I'm not going to be like, you know, when you first start, you're like, Oh fuck, how am I going to follow that guy? You know, uh, this is right. insane. Especially like if your joke is like, yeah, so I've been on Tinder, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, this guy just crushed a Tinder joke. But if I go up there like, yeah, I used to work at a casino, you know, Mike Perkins. Yeah, I know him too, you know, uh, but you know, I kind of just, I love that. I love following people that crush, but you want to ride that same wave, you know? That's awesome. And dude, I just want to say, I love that whole entire uh, bit that you did with uh, the fender bender and you gave the guy a hundred bucks. That was great. That was real. That was real great. Thank you. I know I I seen that you posted the video uh, for the promo of it. And uh, that's a true story too. I I love that story. Um, (laughs) uh, That really happened to me. Um, and my, my girlfriend did think, well, my girlfriend at the time back in three, I thought I was in the mob for like a year and a half, you know. Uh, and I went along with it. I just, you know, I, I constantly went along with it. Um, you know, I could never use my credit card because I had to use all cash to keep the momentum going for that. But, you know, uh, it's, uh, it was a cool, it was funny. It was a good time. That's great. That, that actually reminds me of the time whenever, you know, uh, I was going to ask my well, she's my ex now, but my ex fiance at the time and everything to marry me and everything. Uh-huh. And I'm in the I'm in Olive Garden, so I'm over there like looking behind me and everything. She goes, "What's wrong?" I said, "I forgot to tell you, um, I threatened somebody in the mob, and they're after me right now, and we have to hurry up and eat these breadsticks before before we run out." What? <laughs> she goes, "She goes what?" I'm like, "I'm just fucking with you. Let's let's eat." Yeah. It's like, it's cool. The breadsticks are endless, so we got time. We're good. Right. It's cool. Just something in your person, we're ready to go. That's so funny. She's like, John, what are you into? What are you into, John? I, I forgot to tell you, after four years, I decided to come out and say I work for the mob. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's, that's what I do at night. <laughs> after I get done working at the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm out till 4 a.m., but it's not because of that. It's, uh, you know. Right. It's because I'm putting other people there. Listen, I need you to drive me here. And she's like, what? You're like, I don't know. Just let me just let me live my life. I'm on the run. Exactly. I'm like Henry Hill. <laughs> so that's uh, that's going to be a little small part of the interview part. But awesome. what we're going to but what I want to do is I want to go in and have you back again for a full one on one. OK. Hell yeah. So so just let me know when you're available. and We'll definitely set that up. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. So now we're going to get into The Goodfellas. And this is actually one of my favorite Martial Scorsese films. Oh, yeah. Love it. And it doesn't get any better than the very beginning when you go into Henry Hill's life. Yeah. Especially whenever the song goes, I went from rags to, uh, rags to riches. And yeah. all my life I wanted to be a gangster. And you see him coming up. And then... You know what's funny though, if you remember the ending, how he actually goes into hiding. Yeah. And so, anyways, it's like he went back to rags again after being from uh, riches. Now he's back to being in rags again. Yeah. He ordered spaghetti so, meatballs and he got, uh, you know, egg noodles and ketchup, you know, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> or ramen noodles, for yeah, example. Yeah, right. Yeah, ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got yeah, ramen noodles and ketchup. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But, you know, I thought that the chemistry between all the actors was really good. 
I thought that Joe Pesci killed it as usual. Oh, all the time. You know? Yeah. I mean, they've been working but, together, Scorsese and, uh, I mean, De Niro and, uh, or not Pacino, De Niro and uh, Pesci have been working together for years before that even, you know what I mean? Like, they were always just, you know, that chemistry with them has just been, like, since, I think Raging Bull was one of the, well, they worked on Raging Bull together, and then there was another one they worked on before that too, right? De Niro and Pesci? I want to say, yeah. I want to say there was another one with him and Pesci, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, off the bat but you know and i also saw the bit by the way where you were actually uh, you were laying in bed and you were still upset over the loss with the irishman <laughs> yeah that great. was great <laughs> i was man i was upset because that movie was so good dude i loved it that was a great that i'm gonna be honest with you stephen green was great in that film as well oh yeah so but you know, I love mobster films. That's just me. I'm I'm originally from Boston, so of course I'm gonna have that. Okay, yeah. So you're so Departed is your fucking movie. Departed is like all the way. Like that's the definitely guys. yeah. But you know, the chemistry between De Niro and Pesci is just phenomenal. Of course, you also have uh, the actor that played Paulie. It's just I, you couldn't get a better mob boss to play Paulie. Yeah. And, uh, well, that was cool when they got Paulie to do it was uh, Servino, right? Paul Servino. Um, yeah. He, uh, I-, I remember seeing like some interview over him, and he, it's just like him being like he was so like such a gentle looking guy, but he's also a fucking mob boss, you know, where he would just you know, because like even at the end he's like you know at the end of the movie, not to ruin it for anybody, but I mean go watch it. It's been years. <laughs> well, it's like thirty uh, years old. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goodfellas <laughs> never heard of it, but like even. <laughs> Even when he's like, uh, he's like, now I turn my back on you. You get me like I'm, I'm a jerk, you know, or whatever. And like, you know, he's like that evil. He's I mean, he's an evil guy. He's a mob guy, you know. But he's also like a nice, like he's a nice, welcoming guy. You feel, you know? Right. Exactly. That's just the layers that you get from Polly, you know. Yeah. And at first, you're like, I fucking love you, kid. You didn't rat us out or anything like that. Welcome to the family. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he fucks up with the yeah. cocaine and everything else. And he's like, I don't want this addict near me or anything like that. Here's the $500 and everything. And that's it. Yeah. It's a foreshadowing of it too. When, when, uh, when Ray Liotta first gets out of jail and he's like, listen, I don't care what you did when you're in jail, you know, you did what you did, but you know, get off the junk. And also like, I don't want to, you know, they got, I forget the guy's name he says, but like this guy's going to rot in jail, like for the rest of his life. I don't want that. All right. I don't want that. And then he ends up, you know, fucking Ray Liotta rats on everybody. He ends up in jail and dies, you know? Uh, exactly. And then also, too, I mean, the other thing that I really loved was the whole entire thing where he meets Karen. for the first, uh, Henry meets Karen for the very first time. Yeah. And it's like this miserable date. It's like <laughs> they don't yeah. even want to be near each other. Can I get the check, please? Check the check. Yeah. Just so good. But then it was comes really on. Good. I mean, that's, you know, I love that. Dude. That's what I miss about, like, you know, L.A. girls. But, like, the Jersey girls back home just have such an attitude <laughs> that you just, like, <laughs> that I just love. You know what I mean? Like, all the girls out here, they just want, like, you know, take me hiking, you know? And then the girls back home, it's like, buy me a fucking pizza, jerk off, you know? And it's like, oh, my God, yes, I will. Um, <laughs> okay, is that all that I have to do? Yeah, okay. Is that yeah. it? Okay. But, like, the way Karen came back when she's like, I made – uh you know, I made Tommy go looking for him, and then they, like, pull the car up, and she gets out starts yelling and shit at him. And he's like, oh, man, I couldn't get enough of her, you know? And it's just like, ah, oh, just so, you know, 
She was she was right. so great in that movie. She was. She she was a knockout in that in that movie and yeah. everything. She was just as good as Ray was, and the chemistry just shined on through them. Loved and, it. Yeah. And I loved it when he goes, Karen, get in the fucking car, and she goes, kiss my ass. <laughs> just yeah. that added, that Jersey attitude that you described. Yeah. Yeah. And fuck yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And he goes. He goes, I try calling you. This is this is what she says. I try calling you. Just really? He goes, I try calling you, which you know is BS. He yeah. didn't try calling her. But you know, he's like, I I wasn't feeling you or anything like that, you know? I, you were having a miserable time. I was having a miserable time. It was just one of those dates that just didn't go well. Yeah. And everything. And all of a sudden he goes, Why don't you call me? She goes, I'm not gonna fucking call you. That's what she said. <laughs> Joe Pesci in that scene too. Joe Pesci is so funny. He's like, I when they go back and like Henry stands her up, and he's like, I thought he liked you. I don't know, it's good, but he's like still eating and just like having a good time. He's like, I don't know. Have you tried the wine? You know, I just, I don't know. I really thought he was gonna like you. You know, you got a good time. He talked about you. You know, like how's this steak? Steak's good. You know, just so funny of that. It was. It, it definitely was. He's like, he's like one of your uh, the. One of the guy friends that you have that actually just talks good about you, even though she's not around. Yeah, it just has your back, and he's just eating everything in sight. He's eating your plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. He's. I don't know why. I don't know what what happened to Henry or anything like that. By the way, are you gonna finish that? Yeah. By the way, you got that? Is that covered? So. Funny. All right. <laughs> it was, and then the other thing was, do you think I'm a clown? Oh, that's a classic scene. You know, yeah. that, that scene actually was, uh, I think that was like, no, they didn't tell anybody else they were going to do that. I think Pesci and Scorsese knew. Um, but nobody else knew he was going to do that. That's why, like, you see the guys in the background, like, what the fuck is happening right now? You know, because he was just going off. Uh, you know, what the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. <laughs> you know, just like, just freaking what, out. You're a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's such a classic, classic line. Uh, in like all of cinema, you know, definitely. And that, even though I know the scene's coming, I still laugh my ass off every single time when that scene comes on. Yeah, it never feels. <laughs> I love when like the guy comes over his neck too, and he's just like, "You're hanging on me like a vulture. What's going on?" He's like, and he, he smashes a bottle on his head, and he's like, uh, you know, he gets wine all over the place and shit, and then he like, you know, he just yells at the waiter and shit. He's like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" You know, it's just like it's such a <laughs> funny move. But like then the one the one line I love too, and he's like, you know, he's like Henry's like you are a funny guy, and he's like oh, I'm gonna kill you, Henry. And then he's like, uh, what does he what does he say? He's like, uh, hey, you want to hear something funny? Last week this prick asked me to christen this kid. You know, like, <laughs> that was my favorite line out of that thing, that bit though too. <laughs> so good because like even through like all that like tension, it's just like they bring comedy to it. You know, it's just so funny. I love that dark humor that they bring to mob movies, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And also, too, I remember Joe Pesci's mom. She goes, when, when are you going to be like Henry? When, when are you going to go settle down with another with a woman? Yeah. Goes, I settle down with one every single night. Yeah. Come on to you. I love you, <laughs> Ma. Come on. I love you. That's so not funny. what I meant. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's uh, for people that don't know. Uh, if you've never seen the movie, what are you doing? You're on a movie lover's, uh, you know, podcast. Right. But, uh. You know, if you haven't seen Goodfellas, unsubscribe. No, please subscribe. Tell everyone about this podcast. It's the best. John's the best. Thanks. I do appreciate it. But, I do appreciate uh, that, man. But, check. I mean, that was actually Martin Scorsese's mom. Uh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, that was his l- real mom uh, in real life that did that. And then, like, she did the scene with him. <laughs> Have you seen one of my paintings? You know, and pulls that out. Um, 
And it, it's so cool because she was in Casino, too. She was one of the moms in Casino, too. Uh, yeah, she was. Because uh, I don't know if she was in other ones, too. She might have been in Raging Bull for, like, a second. But, like, Goodfellas, he really gave her, like, a good part of being a mom, you know, uh, which is great. Right. I love that. Especially the part where they have – right. Especially the part where he they have Phil in the back of the trunk getting ready to kill yeah. him. And she gives him a knife. Yeah. She's like, we'll bring him back, you know. <laughs> You know, I have to go in hand and cut the hoof off the uh, deer. The hoof. The hoof. Right. The hoof. This is a fucking mess, Ma. It's it's just a mess. It's a a shame, Ma. Come on. Yeah, we hit this deer. You know, what what are you going to do? And she kind of like, and she kind of knows, but she's like, okay, whatever. I think it's funny, too. Like, they're like, uh, you want something quick to eat? And she makes like an entire Italian dinner, which is like such an Italian mom thing to do. Uh, Oh, it definitely I mean, they got, is. <laughs> they got everything. It's like a whole like feast of shit. So let me make you something real quick, and then it's like a whole, you know, whole dinner. Most definitely, because I'm I, I'm actually Italian, so I come from that whole entire thing. Yeah. Like my grandmother, Gregor- she, she was like that. De Gregorio, right? Yeah. De Gregorio. Gregorio. Yeah. yeah, my man. <laughs> but yeah, my grandmother was like that. Like she went, she was like manja, manja, eat. yeah. I'm not letting you out of this house until you eat something. And then even whenever the guy was over there to fix her dishwasher, he was, she goes, hey, want a steak? The guy's like, sure. That's great. He's like, well, make sure you fix the dishwasher so, first because after I'm cooking all this, I'm not washing the dishes, okay? You... That'd be funny. He's like, ma'am, I'm going to have to call in apart. Well, fuck your steak, yeah, man. Well, looks like your steak's going to be rare because I ain't cooking shit, okay? Here you go. I hope you like it raw. So funny. <laughs> That's great. But and even the I even use this on the Sopranos thing too. We used to have a priest that would come over to eat lobster with us. No way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. So we definitely have that Italian thing going yeah, for on. Sure. I think it's it's funny, man. Like I think the older generation like really loved like I mean I guess that's with anybody now, like the generations like religion and stuff. There's still like a lot of religious people, but like man, I remember going with my grandma and we would just go to church all the time. Like every, like I say over the weekends, but every Sunday we'd go and I get to like light a candle. And like, she was always just very like, you know, she had the mother Mary, uh, you know, statue and stuff and like all this, you know, uh, grandmothers are very religious. It turns out, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like that's, it's funny. Like you had a priest over, like you were just, you wanted to be friends with the priest, you know? Right, like that's gonna be the way to actually get through. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. I know Father John. What are you talking about? I know Father John. Let me in. Like this is he didn't call ahead for me. This is crazy. I was I was the first on yeah. the list. You, you don't see that, Peter? You don't you don't see that yeah. right there? Top top of there, right check there. Out, check out. Tell Father John to come here. I'm I'm in. All right. <laughs> oh, you didn't like the lobster? You didn't like the lobster? Fine, I'm leaving. That's all right, the... I'm out. Bullshit. <laughs> or be like Leonardo DiCaprio throw the lobster at him <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but yeah I have to say though um, another thing too is let's talk about Phil and everything whenever he comes into the picture when, when what does come into the picture Phil the dude who uh, he goes get your fucking shine oh box. yeah yeah uh, fucking he just gets out Billy, of prison Billy, and he just Billy starts Bats, busting balls dude. Billy Bass fucking yeah just uh yeah go get your fucking shine see i i i feel like you know i just rewatched it because i knew we were gonna do the review and uh right it's funny like watching it now is like 
Pesci was like out of his mind. He could have just been like, yeah, whatever. But like, you know, like he wasn't really breaking his balls at all at first. He was just saying like, man, this guy used to shut. It's like anybody being like, man, I remember when you were a kid, you know, and but instead Pesci just lost his mind. <laughs> it was like, you motherfucker, you know, which Billy Bats did cross the line and say like, go get your fucking shine box, you know. But at first, I think it's just messing around, which is where like Pesci kind of lost his mind. Yeah, he definitely does lose his mind. It's like, what the fuck do you say to me? Yeah. Can you believe this? Yeah. You fucking insult me? <laughs> They're bringing the comedy into it, too. Like, after he comes back and kills him. And, uh, you know, he kind of they like beat the shit out of him, which is the classic hero, like, kick. You know what I mean? Like, when he's kicking him, just, like, uh, on the ground. Like, you just see De Niro, like, with his face. And, uh, but then, like, Pesci, he's like, I don't want to get blood on your floor. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right? He's like, I didn't want to get blood on your floor and everything. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. And for him to be short as he is and everything, he definitely knows how to kill somebody, even though his height di- there's a height difference. Yeah, dude. I mean, even then, yeah. I mean, if you cold cock someone like that, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't know. I don't think the size. I don't think size matters. I hope all the girls I date no. feel the same way. But you know, I don't think size. Uh, size doesn't matter with that especially like mobsters do they're just so scared like you know like you know most definitely yeah, they can just fuck shit up man and then you also have uh another thing though too with murray who owes rob the narrow money <laughs> with the wig that's so funny <laughs> that's uh, that, he has his damn wig that design. guy played i don't know his real name but he played such a good like like pain in the ass you know what i mean he was just like so annoying the entire time you know what i mean like you knew the first time you seen him like this guy's gonna die you know like he, he yeah he just played that character so good uh he definitely did and like matter of fact he was on the sopranos too yeah yeah he was uh who was he on the sopranos he was the uh jewish guy who was coming to tony for uh help and he winds up backstabbing Tony. I was like, you don't, oh, li- you don't learn from your mistakes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember. It's funny because they sprinkle the, the, the mob guys in every movie are sprinkled in, like, every other movie, too. It's so funny. Like, you'll see, like, like Junior was in Boardwalk Empire, but, like, he was, like, the really old guy with the big beard and stuff. And you're like, oh, my God, it's Junior, you know? Or, like, or right. like even, like, even like uh, you know, um, Christopher from Sopranos, you know, Michael Imperioli. He, uh... Right. He was, you know, he's, he plays Spider, which is a very famous scene in Goodfellas, too. Um, but, like, you know, they're all sprinkled out within this mob, the mob world of it all, you know. Pretty much, if you have an Italian name, you're guaranteed a shot, probably, on... Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the set. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But, yeah, I mean, this, this movie is just phenomenal. And then, also, too, I loved how they actually show when wise guys go to jail. Yeah. I wonder if that was actually but, true. You know, you think it was really like that? I might seen like documentaries saying I, like, nah, we were still in jail, you know, but I wonder. If- I've seen some documentaries where they said we, they were just in regular jail. It wasn't like mobster jail where you could do stuff like yeah. that. But I can guarantee you they were trying to sneak food in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Probably. Like with Karen sneaking in that big old huge Italian bread. Yeah. Well, like these guys were making like you know he's cutting like the onions and shit. They're having a good time. <laughs> with the yeah, with the razor blade. And... Yeah. Like, 
I guess maybe, I mean, back in the day, maybe it was that way. Like, or like you were still in jail, but you had like your own little private rooms, I guess, or something you can go to, you know, like, I don't know. Well, maybe that's what it was like a giant jail cell. Like you can go visit, pay the guard a little bit. Yeah. Hey, I want to go see my paisans and next thing in, okay, not a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but you know, then I remember the heist job that they tried pulling Lufth- off. Lufthansa heist. Lufthansa. Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite part, though, was when they pull off the heist. Even though we don't see see them pulling it yeah. off. But you see in, like, the news reports and stuff like that, and know that for a fact that it actually got pulled off, especially when Henry's taking a shower and he's uh, uh, celebrating. Yeah. And then, you know... They Paul tells him Jimmy! not by Jimmy. <laughs> Every time I meet somebody named Jimmy, I'm always like Jimmy. They're always like, "What?" I'm like, "Nothing. Just watch the movie, please." <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, they do that famous. I mean, yeah. Scorsese's famous for his following shots too, man. Like, and they do that. They set that up where they say like, "Okay, Tommy and uh, you know Johnny Rose Beef or something's going to be doing this," and they they kind of like go around the entire room and show like everyone that's going to be part of the heist but they never actually show the heist. But it's cool because they show, like, they're going to take care of the guards. He's going to be the getaway driver. Stax is going to be, you know, like, all this stuff. Um, it's so cool the way, the way Scorsese does that, man. You know? Most definitely. I always love Mark Scorsese's camera angles, the music as yeah. well. Because I feel like the music he picks out actually fits in what the scene is actually trying to tell us. It just expands on that whole entire oh, thing. Oh, yeah. You know? It makes it so iconic too, you know. Like now, you like know, you know, like like Layla will always be Goodfellas movie. You know what I mean? Like, which right. you know, when you first like, I just found out maybe a couple years ago that song was actually called Layla. You know what I mean? Because I heard like the beginning of it, and I'm like, this isn't the song. And then they cut into that other one. I was like, oh my god, this is it. When they find Frankie Carbone in the meat truck, he was frozen so stiff. You know, uh, <laughs> like that, that type of stuff. Right, and. You know, another thing too is there's actually a there's actually a woman on the movie that I that I actually have a crush on is the one that Henry's actually doing the cocaine oh, with. Oh, I love her, dude. Yeah, like she's amazing in that whole entire scene. Yeah, and then I like how he sucks up to her and everything, and she goes, "Oh, you're just gonna fuck me and leave." Yeah. And then he's like, bye. What's so funny, too? He's like, this guy just had to tell her I had to love her. I loved her every once in a while, and she took care of the stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit. Okay. Right. Exactly. And then the same thing with Helen, though. I mean, they started off with, you could definitely tell that she was loving the life because of the stuff, because of the allowance that he was giving yeah. her. She was all the way in that, you know, she can't deny it. She loved every single minute of it at first. Oh, yeah. Especially when she's like, I want to go shopping, you know? And he's like, how much do you need? She's like, this much, you know? Uh, it's just, yeah, that's funny. I love, and then, that's, that's a famous line, oh, too, in the movie when he's, like, talking, because, see, they, they have so many girlfriends and shit in there, too. And he's always like, uh, Saturday night was for the wise, but Friday night at the couple was always for the girlfriends, you know? Right. It's like he has a balance with uh, the relationships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta balance it out. Yeah. Right? It's like, let's see, where can I put you on my schedule? Okay, Friday nights is the, uh, is the girlfriend's. <laughs> Saturday nights is for yeah. you. But Henry, I need, a, I need you to uh, take me off right now. Sorry, babe. Sorry. Sorry. Friday's for the girlfriends. Can't Seven do o- it. 
seven o'clock. I'm picking up Lorenda in a few minutes. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry, Lorenda. You're just gonna have to go with your girl. Lorenda's night. I mean, we can do a Wednesday. You free on Wednesday? <laughs> sorry, I can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We have, we have church on Wednesday. I'm I'm yeah. sorry. That that's the day that we have to confess. Yeah, exactly. I'm confessing on Wednesday that I have a girlfriend, <laughs> but I had to take her out on Friday. And then Saturday is for you. Saturday is for you, Karen. All right. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> and uh. You know, there's also that thing, too, where Helen's actually sitting down listening to all these wives talk about how bad their kids are. And now all of a sudden she's scared that her kids are going to be just like that. Yeah, that's such a funny scene, too, where, like, uh, the, you know, the mob wives all get around and she like, they're always talking about, like, bad stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're always just like, and then she, her mother dropped dead. And then she's got a son, <laughs> a son and a husband in jail and a mother that's dead. You know, and it's like, oh, my God. What is happening? It's great. Exactly. And it's great. The whole entire thing is great. And I can't believe this thing is like three hours long because on my DVD, I actually have to flip it on the back. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I watched it the other night and uh, I thought it was still on Netflix and it wasn't. So I was like, I mean, I I have all the DVDs and Blu-rays and shit of it. Like, uh, that's how they get us because they're always like 20th anniversary, 30th anniversary. I'm like, I got to buy it. So now I have like five <laughs> copies of Goodfellas. You know what I mean? I'm like, which one you want to watch? 90, nineteen ninety, or uh, you know, two thousand? Which one you want? Two thousand twenty. You want to watch twenty twenty version of it? <laughs> and that's also like Scarface. I have like three copies of Scarface. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Everything too. So I'm like, see, this is the one that actually counts the f bombs. This is the other one that doesn't. Yeah. This is the way that it was meant to be. So which one do I want to li- watch? Yeah. You know what movie messed me up that way? The up- I mean, he hasn't updated Goodfell. It has like more like, I think my 20th anniversary has like a behind the scenes, like extra stuff. You know what I mean? Like they never showed before. Um, and like views and all that stuff. But like, dude, one movie that messed me up was Star Wars, right? Uh, not to go off tangent, but like I was watching, I was watching, uh, I guess it was Return of the Jedi, right? And at the very end, when um they're at the fire and you see like you know you see like the the images of like obi-wan and stuff like over the fire you know like those those images um like you see like them as like a spirit remember that move remember that scene yeah yeah Dude, it that. messed me up because they had a shot of hayden christensen in there right and i was like holy shit did was that always there and i'm like did they get a character that looked just like like, Kristen looks just like that guy that they got back in, like, you know, 82 or whatever the movie came out. So I, like, went on, like, a binge. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I, like, had to, like, research, and I'm like, what George Lucas did, like, in 2004 or whatever it was, or whatever it was he went back and he, uh, he edited those movies and then put that, like, CGI in there to, like, make, like, look better than they had, like, before. And I'm like... Yeah, I remember I'm like, that. you can't do that, dude. <laughs> It's like all this research wasted, but just CGI. Yeah, like why do you need that? Just leave the movie the way it was, you know? Like, right? It's okay to update the effects and everything, but just keep it the way that it's supposed to be. Yeah, like you can remaster, but like, dude, that messed my mind up. Like, I was on like an hour tunnel of like, wait, was there actually a guy that looked like Hayden Christensen back in '78? You know, or whatever. Like, this is crazy. I was like, he didn't even age. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So funny. But yeah, man, um, it, that that is a crazy thing because I actually remember going to the movie theater to see the remastered Star Wars stuff. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember going, but I also grew up on the original trilogy as well. Yeah, so I had that too. Yeah, 
So I definitely understand. So it messed up my from. mind. I'm like, is that was that supposed to be there? <laughs> what is happening? Even even I was wondering that. I'm like, wait, there's just something off about this. It just doesn't feel about right. Yeah. It doesn't feel normal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Good Goodfellas is such a see, it's such a perfect movie too. I think, dude. Like, it's not like. I don't know. It's just like, just the way the story, like you said, like rags to riches. And like, it's just a, it's a huge like arch of like what, like you're at the top of your game, you're rising top of the game and then you come crashing down, you know, just like, I love, I love every bit of it, man. Every scene. It's one of those movies where you can just like sit like if it's on, like you have to watch it, you know, like you have. Exactly. The, the only time I won't watch it if it's like I saw it on Lifetime and they edit out all the stuff and said nope. But you know what though, for the comedic element of it, it's always so funny because to watch Pesci, like especially like when you watch Casino, like on like regular TV, and he's like, "You money lover," you know. So it's like, it's just, I mean, that's the that's the fun drinking game of it is being like, what are they gonna put instead of fuck, you know? And it's like, you know, right? It's just yeah. That that's true. Yeah, you watched it for a little <laughs> bit, but when did you uh, when did yes. you first see Goodfellas? Like, how old were you when you first seen it? Okay, so I was young when Goodfellas came uh-huh. out. I was born in eighty five. Okay, yeah, I'm eighty six. So... so we're the same age. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I want to say I was in junior high. Okay. I was in like third. I was like maybe thirteen years old. Okay. Yeah, around the same time when I. Yeah. Awesome. That's actually yeah, pretty sweet. I, seen it, I remember seeing it like freshman year of high school. So yeah, we were like 14, 15 or something, you know? But what made me gravitate towards Goodfellas was not only because I'm my Italian heritage thing or whatever, but it's because I always saw posters of Ray Loretta, uh, Joe Pesci, and Robert De Niro in those suits in the dark background. I'm like, what is this movie about? Yeah. What's the deal with this movie? Yeah. So I'm like, so... I found it on DVD and I just fell in love with it. Yeah, it's just you know? like yeah, I remember yeah, I remember watching it for the first time. I, I mean, once I, I seen it at my buddy Mike's house for the first time. We were like, it was after school and like we all watched it with a couple girls and stuff. And like I was like so like, then I was so infatuated with the mob after that and stuff too. You know what I mean? It was just like, you know, I'm like, you know, you got to become like. <laughs> I remember, I remember talking to this girl too, and I was like, when we were, oh, we started dating her. I was like, first you got to become, a, you know. You become part of the crew, then you become a capo, you know. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Do you want Wawa? What do you want?" And, you know, like I don't know. Like, and she's like, "Find me a fucking pizza." Well, yeah, I'm like, "There's that East Coast girl I love." There she is. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna buy you two pieces. Yeah, yeah you get two pieces. <laughs> all right, that's what you get. Forget yeah. about. So that's like, yeah, but that's that was the same thing. That was probably the first movie I got into Scorsese, and then I kind of went down that like hole of like watching mean streets and stuff too man like going back to his original work you know same here matter of fact i did that with raging bull and everything as well and uh you know i did that with raging bull because i remember hearing stuff about it matter of fact you want to know how i found out about raging bull how's that uh okay before youtube and everything else they Remember AOL? People usually like email you like little clips of certain things and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a Fred Flintstone, black and oh, white, yeah. of Raging Bull. Yeah, and it was Joe Pesci and everything as uh as Barney. Yeah. 
and then Robert De Niro as they Fred. dub over it. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's what made me want to watch it. Yeah. So the... when Barney Rubble's like, "You fuck my wife. You fuck my wife." Like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> I didn't fuck your wife. But you, you, you see that AOL, You're like, this isn't the Flintstones. <laughs> no, it's like I don't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, it piqued my curiosity because whenever I do see stuff that's like dubbed like that, it's like, okay, I haven't seen this movie, but I want to get the references, so I'm gonna go on ahead and check it yeah. out. Yeah, that's great, dude. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember when I seen Raging Bull. I remember like I went down like, you know, I seen Bulls and I went to see Casino. Then I was like. I even went back and watched like, the King of Comedy and stuff too, like all like like Scorsese's like you know first stuff, you know. Everything most did. definitely, and you know, here's the thing: you're not going to believe it or not, but I haven't seen Kings of Comedy, and I've been wanting to. It's kind of like what the Joker was kind of based off. They said, uh, right? Because um, actually, like because that's the way they do that. They kidnap. The whole thing of the story is the guy like kidnaps the the talk show host. Just to try to get on there, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Uh, which is like the Joker's kind of—he just wants to get on the Tonight Show the whole time, you know. Uh, and I, that was what right. ironic about it was that De Niro was the talk show host in the Joker. So, that, I'm like, this is not going to end well for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert: um, uh, we got to cut that. People, the Joker's not too old. We haven't had 10th anniversary of Joker yet, uh, but right. <laughs> Movie lovers, calm down. Hold on. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, I, I definitely love that. Taxi Driver's another good one. Yeah, dude. That's Love Taxi Driver. So, of course, The Departed. Yeah. Is also one. And it's cool. Like I, I think Goodfellas is one of the ones that, like, everyone can, like, not relate to, but, like, everyone's, like, like, if you haven't heard of Goodfellas, like, you have never watched a movie. You know what I mean? Like, you, un- unless you're, like, under the age of, like, 15 or 12 or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know what Goodfellas is. It's just an iconic film. And, you know, I mean, that's what made the relationship of, even they did before, but, like, that was, like, you always think of Pesci, De Niro, Ray Liotta. You know what I mean? Like, those guys, like, especially Pesci and De Niro, like, even coming out with The Irishman recently, you know? It's, like, that's, like, that's their relationship, man. That's that's the Goodfellas is where, it, like, all came together i think you know same here as well I, that's what i think the chemistry actually built on you know that was actually the ground that they actually built their relationship yeah. on was good because even rage and bull rage and bull i mean they were they played brothers but they weren't like those mob guys and they were kind of just like you know they were still they still had a connection in that and they were still great together in that but goodfellas just turned that you know that flipped that mob switch on that it was just you know just great man Definitely, man. Exactly. And then also, too, another thing, too, I want to mention is this, too. I love how they actually explain what a good fella is in the movie. Yeah. We're good. He's a, he's a good know? guy. He's a good fella. You know, they're wise guys. Fella. You know? <laughs> exactly. And when and I like how they actually explain what, what um, this is a friend of ours. Yeah. I like how they actually explain that as well. Yeah. He's a friend of ours. Yeah. You know what? You know one part I didn't like in Goodfellas? Uh, which What's is that? weird. I, I liked it, but like, I thought it was a weird choice by Scorsese because he didn't do it the whole time. Like, 
I know Ray Liotta is he's commentating the entire movie. You know, it's 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 his voice, it's his story. At the very end in the court scene is the first time he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera. And I don't know if he made that choice to do that because like he wanted to make it seem like and now it's all over, you know, like saying like, hey, guys, don't think the mob is good, you know, Uh, like a PSA kind of thing. But like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like he never really broke. Like even that describing Goodfellow, they're like, we're good fellas. We're wise guys. You know, it's kind of like breaking into like what's happening in the scene. But yeah, that scene at the end, it's just he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera and you're like, oh, wait. What what happened right there? You know, I agree with you on that because that definitely did take me out of it a little yeah. bit as well. I mean, I, I liked it, but it, it was just uh, it was a different choice than the entire two hours you just watched. You know what I mean? Exactly. It'd be different if he was breaking the fourth wall through the whole movie. Yeah. Like here and there, but to just randomly do it like towards the end, it's like by the way, boys and girls, the mom is dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Like a Mr. Rogers type shit or something, you know what I mean? It's exactly. Like, well, be my gangster, you know? Uh, it's like, all right, what happened? Why did Ray Liotta put a sweater right. on? What's going on here? This is a weird court case. This is insane. Right. But yeah, man, um, let me see. What is there anything else that I wanted to talk about with that? But... The pink catalog when they started whacking all the people that was involved with yeah, that. I love that scene. <laughs> so good. Because I can't believe this. One guy buys a cat, the other guy's a 20,000 mink. What the fuck? You know, just like takes the coat off the wife and shit. <laughs> so funny. And you can definitely tell Robert was over there stressing out. He goes, what the fuck? Yeah. He goes, he's like, take off, take off the jacket. Take off the mink coat. Yeah, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. And then he puts him up in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny too. But yeah, that it was. I mean, I love the dark humor. I love the music, and not only that, but it seems like every time when there's Italian food, it's like I need to have that. Oh, yeah, so good. I mean, like even when he's like cooking up sausages and shit too, and you're just like cooking up the steak and you know just everything, and uh, you know it had such good lines in it. Like even when like even yeah when he's like freaking out when uh, De Niro's like freaking out and killing people, like when he first kills Samuel Jackson and. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're always late. You're, you're late for your own fucking funeral. And then he kills Stax and, like, you know, it's such a, uh, you know, yeah, everything. Oh, man, I just love everything about that movie. I really do. And, like, even the, even, like, uh, you know, it has that kind of, like, there's a lot of cinematic scenes in there, too, where, like, you know, it's kind of just has, like, these cool, I mean, like you said, he, he has the cool following shots, but he also just, uh, you know, it's very, like, like the like you said, the music and stuff. Like when De Niro, it's like the sunshine of your love plays, and he's smoking a cigarette. I mean, the way he brings that in for a slow motion shot, and it's all like smoky, and just De Niro looking at the camera, and it just keeps going in closer and closer. You know, it's just like, dude, shots like that is what Scorsese is known for. You know, most definitely, most definitely, yeah. I agree with you on that. And also, too, I mean. I also like it too. Whenever uh, the drop, Joe Pitchy's dropping off Henry over at the house, and his wife goes, <laughs> and his wife's mother's like, "How dare you uh, leave your wife here by herself? Yeah. The fuck kind of people are they? You know?" <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and then all of a sudden you hear Joe Pitchy, "What kind of fucking person are you?" My buddy, Lady. my buddy Henry, uh, Henry Mendez out here. He's the director, 
and uh, I always said whenever he's like he says like he's talking to this girl or something, I always send him that clip of that scene. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's always like, what are you into, Henry? What are you into? You know, uh, it's so funny. I always send him that. We always, I always right. break his balls about that one, too. We always, we always <laughs> that's, bring that's that great. up. <laughs> and, of course, you know, you also have the famous line where he goes, goes what the hell's wrong with you, Henry? Yeah, yeah. what the hell's wrong what with you, Henry? What kind of person yeah. are you? That's why I always send it to him. I send him that part because he's always like, if he's like, nah, I'm not talking to that girl anymore, then I'm like, oh, did this happen? And I send him that clip. <laughs> What are you into? Who are you? Dude. I love it. That is great. So funny. That reminds me of my friend Kevin, who used to, well, I used to work at the video gallery over here, which is a video store yeah. back in high school. He goes, I know what you do in the back room, man. I know what you do. You watch that, you watch those softcore porn videos, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh yeah, let me tell you. I can't wait to watch Lord of the G-String, The Fellowship of the G-String. Listen, it's research, okay? I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> I love movies, okay? <laughs> Have you not seen Pirates? It's the, you know, come on, man. <laughs> Million dollar movie. Look at the props. I'm looking at the props. <laughs> Look at the acting. You can't get acting like this. I'm looking at the acting. <laughs> come on. Great. <laughs> I love that. But, dude... I, I'm glad that you decided to come on. I, I'm I'm for real. This this is yeah. Great. Thank you, man. This is awesome. It's such a small world that you know so many Mike Perkins is too. You know a lot of them. You know, uh, right? It's uh, <laughs> so funny. Maybe you should get the other. Let's just get all the Mike Perkins <laughs> same show. So when you're like Mike, I want to ask you, and it's like no, no, not that Mike, Mike Perkins. And it's like wait, what just happened? And then right, and I'm just gonna you know what? I'm just gonna let all three of y'all talk, and I won't even say yeah. Nothing. So I'm here with Mike Perkins, and we're like hi, and like sync, you know. Like what? Right. Thank you, Jennifer Brofer, too. Jennifer Brofer's she, she's the best. She is. She really is. As a matter of fact, I had the pr- privilege of actually interviewing her uh, last week. Oh, there you go. Nice. So that's how I came across with her. You okay, know? sweet deal. So I didn't know that you two actually knew each other or anything like that. I wasn't sure if you know all of a sudden, um, you know, she commented and all of a sudden you commented or anything like that. So. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool that she she knew you and everything. Yeah, and I was able to do this with you. Yeah, we, we've you known know? each other a long time. We we uh we're part of this theater company called Loft Ensemble. Um, okay. In, uh, in North Hollywood, which is where I actually do my talk show, another late show tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, she's one of the she. I mean, she's an actress and she produces shows there and stuff too. And uh, it's an amazing place, man. Loft Ensemble. If you want to check it out. Uh, okay. So, Most definitely. Yeah. And Jennifer's uh, such a sweet person and everything. I'm just going to say that, Oh, too. she's the best, and yeah. She's so nice. She, she has a very good bubbly uh, sense of humor and everything, too, and just down to earth. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, you can joke around with her and stuff. And Yeah, she's uh, she's a really fun girl. She's great. Shout out Jennifer Bro for really ladies is. and gentlemen. You're the best. <laughs> but, yeah, I got a chance to interview her uh, last week and everything, so that was great. Nice. And, I gotta go back and listen. I gotta listen know, to that I, one. I gotta go back. It, it it was a great interview. I'm gonna I'm gonna give give her that. Yeah. Um, but I do want to have you back on for a full one on one interview. Probably if whenever you're available again. Yeah, I would love to. So, all right, most definitely. Sure. I, I definitely I had a great a great time with this and keep up the great work with being a comedian and everything. You're definitely gonna go far. Have you ever thought about actually doing something with AGT? Like trying to get on America's Got Talent or you're good with just doing what you're doing? Uh yeah, I've always I actually I 
I had this producer reach out, and uh, it's weird, man, because AGT, you always got to have, like, an act. Um, it's, fun. it's such a Brad Garrett thing to say, but, like, I don't have an act. All I do is talk on stage, uh, which if you haven't <laughs> seen Brad Garrett, like, stand up, it's, it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's got to be, like, you need to have, like, an extra. Like, I have friends that have done it. Like, I, my buddies, the Verzi triplets, have done it um agt and it's like they're just i mean they're three there's three of them <laughs> you know what i mean um i would right. love to do it man uh but i feel like with comedy there's so many people you gotta have like a certain um you know my buddy dj too dj demers he's done agt um okay. and uh he he has jokes about it because he's like he wears hearing aids and but he doesn't like to be known as the hearing aids guy and he has uh, he has really good jokes about AGT being like, so how's your life? And he's like, I'm actually doing pretty good. It's like, well, are you though? <laughs> you know? and, like, and like AGT, I remember that and, joke. Yeah, and he and he's just like AGT is just like zooming in on his hearing aids and being like, oh my god, look at this comedian they can't hear is that you know whatever. And uh, you know, um, I would love to do AGT, man. If you know people, hook it up, movie lovers. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I'm down. I for, wish I did. <laughs> I mean, I just love doing comedy and anything. So like, I always just do like whatever comes my way or like, it sucks, man. I was supposed to, um, you know, two hours to talk. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> everyone's, I never, you on everyone, everyone signs <laughs> off. It's what the hell? Like, we're talking about good spells. This is bullshit. Um, you know, when the pandemic happened, like I was supposed to do like this big showcase at the Hollywood improv and stuff. And like, then like everything closed down. I'm like, damn it. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm always down for doing whatever, man. I would love to do AGT. And, you know, if I get that opportunity, I would take it, you know, um, Most definitely. just do that stuff, man. I love it. But yeah, I, I just want to say this too. I, you definitely have what it takes. You definitely have the personality to do it and everything. And I'm, I enjoy your stand up stuff a lot. Thank you, man. That means a lot. You're welcome. Thank you. You're very welcome. I appreciate that. And, uh, if you're not doing anything next week, I'll be glad to have you on. Yeah, that'd be cool. So. I'm actually going to be uh, I'm going to be in Utah next week doing uh, oh, okay. doing stand up uh, live for the first time in like five months. Um, <laughs> oh, congrats! <laughs> so it's going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be an adventure right there. Right. I hope everyone is wearing their mask. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, who knows how that's going to go? But uh, dude, yeah, I would I would love to come back on and, uh, okay. and do an interview again, man. This was a lot of fun, man. And uh, it was, it definitely was. Yeah, this was awesome. And where can everybody follow you at? So you can check me out on Instagram at Mike Perkins underscore. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, themikeperkins.com. Uh, I have to put themikeperkins.com because there's so many of us, as you guys know. <laughs> um, and the regular mikeperkins.com was taken, which is probably your buddy that has that website. Uh, probably so, so, the security guy. Yeah, so if he wants to sell it over to me, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, themikeperkins.com for all my sketches and stuff. And uh, check out uh, my YouTube, Perk Productions. That's where I have another late show tonight, the talk show, the live comedy talk show that I do um, up on there. So I have a bunch of episodes that you see and you watch. Uh, thank you for watching that, man. You're very welcome, man. Anytime. Um, yeah, that's what's cool. We do like the videos. Like I like to do like a little like video up top of the show, like the Irishman like losing, like something that's like relevant. Uh, so like, yeah, it's been it's been a fun time, man. That's great. So, and uh, and of course, everybody, you guys can follow me on Movie Lovers TV Loves Your Night. You can also find me 
on Twitter at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite, John DeGorio85. And of course, if you guys want to do this, you guys don't have to, but you can actually donate towards the show at buymeacoffee.com. And nice. you, that's just to put the thanks. That's actually just to keep the lights on, just to get new equipment if I want it and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, I want to do giveaways and things like that. So even if you don't want to buy me a coffee, I can actually switch it up and you can buy me a piece of pizza if you want. There you go. You guys, since we're doing good, fellas, just do it. Just do it. Everyone do it. Don't, you know, do it. Be like Shia. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Do it. Do it. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Don't make me get my Mike Perkins over here to go ahead and knock on your yeah, door. Yeah, and be like, hey, I didn't see you bought a cup of coffee from my buddy John. What's going on here? You wanna, <laughs> you gonna, he needs some coffee and a slice of pizza. You know what I mean? Come on. What's going on? Hey, you know, forget about it. Forget about that. Don't worry about it. About it. <laughs> all right, man. Well, all right, guys. That's going to do it for me for tonight. Of course, until next time, bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.